Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Vaughn here, Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. As you can see, we have a guest on our set today, actually one of our team members here at Priests for Life who oversees political outreach, Erin Parfed. If you watch these programs regularly, you've seen her before. So welcome again to the program. Thank you for having me once again. So our Praying for America audience are very, very engaged politically, very, very aware of things. And uh, after we do our usual scripture and prayer, I want to talk with Erin and uh, have her update you friends about the primary elections that took place earlier this week on June the 7th. Uh, We are going to look at some of the trends that came out from that day's voting across the country. So, but let's go to the scriptures. I want to read a passage here that from uh, Romans chapter 8, no doubt something that will be very familiar to you, starting in verse 28. We know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, But handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving us your son. And we thank you for giving us in him every spiritual blessing in the heavens. We thank you for countless blessings on earth, including the blessing of freedom, the blessing of life itself, the blessing of America where we can stand up for freedom, where we can stand up for life, and where we can vote on these things too. Help us, Lord, to see the trends in our current elections. Help us in these midterms to literally save our country. Give the voters wisdom. Give them, Lord, awareness that they may be active, that they may rise to this occasion. Take this opportunity to vote in such a way that saves America and advances the greatness of this already great nation. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, Aaron. So they, we're in the, really in the midst of the primary season now, right? Every week there are more and more primaries. June is a particularly busy primary month, isn't it? Yes. There's primaries every Tuesday this month. There were seven this past Tuesday, and there's one to be two or three on this following Tuesday and several the Tuesday after that and after that. And after that. Okay. So which, let's look at Tuesday, June 7th. Which states did we have uh, uh, with their primary elections? We had California, Iowa. That's a big one. Oh, yes. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa. New Jersey, New Mexico, Mississippi, Montana, and South Dakota. Okay. So um, obviously, so many of you are well aware of this and you were working within your own states for uh, primary candidates and uh, you saw the uh, results. Let's talk about some of the some of the results, some of the trends that we saw. You know, two of the big trends, and we'll, we'll speak about each of these, 
as you know, that we've been looking at are, are number one, the turnout, the enthusiasm, because that gives us a good sense of the, the current mood of the voters. You know, did they come out? Did they vote? Uh, because participate, first of all, participation in midterms is way lower than it should be. And participation in uh, primaries is even, tends to be even lower. But we want to, we want to look at that. And then, um, of course, President Trump has been making endorsements. So one of the things, of course, that everyone is keeping an eye on in the political world is how his endorsements are doing, how his endorsed candidates are winning. Um, what did we what did we learn this past uh, Tuesday? Well, I'll, I'll speak of California first, because yes. I thought that was the most notable state and particularly Los Angeles and San Francisco. Mm. I think I read one statistic this morning that San Francisco has seven percent of its voters registered Republican. And yet here they are recalling their defense attorney for being too liberal. Look at that. Apparently, liberals don't like crime or homelessness or violence on their streets either. See, who would have thought of that? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, right. I mean, we can go on about gun violence and abortion and student loans all day long, but these are not the issues that are resonating with people. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's inflation. Can I feed my family? And just general crime and public safety. That's right. Well, there's nothing more basic than a person's own safety and safety of their families. That's going to come before political loyalties. Absolutely. Yeah. And when that when you see that in the progressive places like Los Angeles and San Francisco, mm -hmm. that's just telling. Yeah. I mean, South Dakota, Mississippi, you wouldn't expect otherwise. Mm -hmm. All the traditional Republicans that you thought would do well, did well. But I just figure when California is speaking up like this and you have mayors going to runoffs in Los Angeles of all places. Wow. November's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. So. Yeah. So I, feel, I just feel like we have a lot of momentum going into November. And as far as Trump's endorsements, he had 16 endorsed candidates in the June 7th primaries. Mm -hmm. As of as of this morning, there were 12 of them that have all won. And okay. the other four, they're still counting. They're still counting. That could be that they so, all win. Yeah. House races in California and Montana. Okay. So he hasn't lost them yet. They just have yet to be counted. Mm -hmm. So 12. Well, it could be by the time this airs that they've been, they've right. been the results. But he continues to maintain a, an extraordinarily strong record of success with his endorsements. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you overlook Georgia in the Nebraska governor's race, it's almost 100%. Right, right. Fabulous. So that's still a goal and ticket going forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. A lot of these candidates seek his uh, oh, seek his endorsement. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and you yeah. can see why. Yeah, they're consistently right. winning. That's right. Yeah, so we had uh, California. You know, I, 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 of course, our ministry of priests for life started in California. Right. Started in the San Francisco area back in 1990, and traveling up and down the state over all these years, as I've done, uh, and some of the folks. Uh, uh, out there in California, they're watching now. Will will tell you I was out to many of those communities just recently. There's a lot of strong pro-life, conservative, faith-filled patriots up and down that great state. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I was driving out there after the 2020 election, and I all I saw was signs for Trump. Yes, I did not yes. see a Biden sign. Ah, uh, look at that! Now, granted, I was not in Los Angeles or San Francisco, but right, right, right. It was still very telling to me. 
And it's places like California that remind us of the importance of the Electoral College when we start talking about the presidential race. If you didn't have the Electoral College, which gives uh, a voice to even the smallest states, right, and the, with the smallest populations, you would have elections determined by Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New, New York, York City. City. And a president would all a presidential candidate would only have to campaign in those cities just by sheer force of numbers of population to win the whole country. If all you did was to was to count the popular vote, right? Right. But the problem with doing that, if people can say, "Oh, well, yeah, but it's still a majority of the popular vote," yeah, but the life and the concerns, the priorities. The values the of people in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco are not the same as Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, and so many other parts of the country. Right. Completely different issues, cultures, way of life. And that all needs to be reflected in our government. Because the president is the president of the whole country. Right. Not right? just the president of San Francisco of, and New right. York. You want to elect your mayor. That's how you elect your mayor. That makes sense. He's going to govern your, your city. But, but the president of the United States? has to be a president for the United States. And that's why the wisdom of the electoral college will, of course, be going into that uh, much more in the presidential election season. But it's important, actually, to bring up all the time because, you know, we got these radical Democrats that they want to do away with the electoral college. They want to do away with a lot of things. And uh, they're bargaining on they're bargaining on the ignorance of the public. They say, oh, well, if people don't understand, you know, the wisdom behind the electoral college, uh they'll let us get away with trying to either abolish it or do an end run around it, which is what they're trying to do. I think a lot of people are waking up to that, though. The, the crazier the left is getting, the, that's why you're getting these people voted out of office, like in San Francisco. That's right. You, you can only push even liberals so far. Yeah, no, no, that's right. So we saw enthusiastic uh, Republican turnout in oh, this, uh, oh, yes. this week's primaries? Th throughout the nation. And there's historically been historical turnout in practically every state. This year. This year. That's a good sign. That's a sign that I think reflects what we see in the polling, that that, that vast majority of people think the country is on the wrong track. And if it's on the wrong track, especially in regard to issues of their family, the education slash indoctrination of their children, their personal security, uh, that's going to motivate them to get out. Anger is a motivator, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. And, and school boards have been another issue. Parents have seen a lot of what has gone on during COVID through Zoom, and they're not happy about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I've seen trends that have same people are getting out historically to vote for school board. And if that's a motivating factor, then great. Mm -hmm. We'll certainly take it. What else did we see? Anything else from Tuesday's primaries? The other main thing that stood out to me was among Trump's endorsed candidates. I mean, there were a few that were in the 40, 50 percent range, but some of them had 70 percent of the voters voting for them. Yeah. Governor Nome of South Dakota. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was a representative in Mississippi, I think, that, that brought home 90 percent of the vote. Wow. Wow. So Trump's candidates aren't just barely squeaking by. Right. They're coming out decisively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, President Trump is, as he always says, it's not about me. It's about our movement. It's right. about you, he says. And uh, it's the America first principle that as he, uh, you know, as we look at what the left is doing, these radical wackos, as I call them, 
um, these deluded Democrats, they're trying to steal the country away from us. They're trying to take power away from the people. Uh, this, of course, is at issue with the Dobbs case on abortion. Uh, is, is, is abortion policy going to be set by unelected judges, as it has been for the last 50 years? Or is it going to be set by the people through their elected representatives? Uh, the America First concept is that this country belongs not to the liberal elite, to the, to the, to the, to the Democrat power grabbers, belongs to us. Absolutely. And if people are convinced of that, they're going to come out to vote. And that's why we see a lot of these large margins. It's like enough is enough. We want to take the country back. We want to elect people who believe in that. Absolutely. And President Trump has a beautiful vision with America first, but he doesn't have a monopoly on that vision. No, no. He can so easily. He doesn't want want a monopoly. No, he wants to pass the torch to others. So we, we, we can enact that agenda not only nationally, but in states. Well, I remember him, uh, you know, uh, uh, saying at his inauguration, I was there together with Janet, you know, our executive director. We were at his inauguration. And he said, today is not about the transfer of power from one party to another. It's about the transfer of power from Washington, D.C. back to you, the people. Amen. And he lived out that principle throughout all the things he did in his administration uh, and that the America First MAGA movement continues to do. Ultra MAGA. We don't we don't mind. Uh, we don't mind no. that label. If they're going to insult us, they could come up with something so much worse. <laughs> Ultra MAGA just sounds lame. Yeah, How can I attack a conservative? The, Ultra, the, MAGA. Ultra MAGA. Really? Yeah. That's the best you could do? Unbelievable. They're, they're not good at anything, are they? They're, well, they're, they're, they're not good at anything. Except messing up the country. Well, but then again, I think it's their ineptitude that's getting them in trouble. More it people really are waking is. up to that. Oh, it's 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 Dan Bongino was saying the other day on his uh, on his podcast. He said, you know, he's Biden. He says he's the worst of the worst. He's like the one lowest one percent of the of bad leaders out of thirty out of out of three hundred thirty million people in in America. You couldn't find anyone better than that. You know, he was he was he, he's funny the way he comments on these things. And to think he got 81 million votes, really. Oh, I, you know, like another like another social media post said the other day, I never heard 81 million people so quiet. <laughs> and where were they at his rallies? <laughs> yeah, I, they, were, they, were, they were not there, that's for sure. Friends, so important. Now, Aaron is our uh, uh, political outreach associate here at Priests for Life. Let's, let's transition into, into reminding our people where they can go to see um, all our voting information and also our election calendar. Because like you said, there are primaries every Tuesday now in June. And to find out which states are coming on which Tuesdays, where do we send them? State calendar, stateelectioncalendar.org. State right. Okay, good. And to stay in touch with us, prolifevote.com. And there's a red box at the top. You can sign up to volunteer. And that will put you in direct contact with me. And we will go from there, depending on however you want to help in your community. And then that keeps you in touch with Father Frank and myself. Well, that's the thing about volunteering. I mean, we're talking about volunteering right there at in their own communities, whether it's distributing literature, uh, in our trainings, we'll help them with talking points, how right. to discuss 
the election with with and others, how to register voters. Even if it's just how to talk to your friends and your family effectively. Yes. Maybe maybe you're not comfortable doing some other things, mm -hmm. but we all have friends and we all have family. And that's important, too. It sure is. Yeah, there's no substitute for that. Uh, we are um, also focusing very much on the churches. Obviously, we're a religious organization. And, uh, you know, we have um, material for the church bulletin. We have material for the church uh, if they have a pamphlet rack, right? We have some of our uh, brochures that we could send to people. And putting them in the churches, boy, that can, that can go a long way because the church-going population are more likely to vote for the values that this country is founded on, the Judeo-Christian ethic. Um, so let's talk a little bit about these, these, these resources we provide. We've got a number of brochures about voting uh, and about how to um, evaluate the positions and the candidates. Absolutely. And if you go to prolifeproducts.org, mm -hmm. the very first section is labeled elections. Okay. And that would cover all of our brochures. You're able to zoom in on them, preview the content for yourself, mm -hmm. place orders. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me, vote at priestsforlife.org. That's the email that goes to you, yes. yes. Vote at priestsforlife.org. But I have found this kind of material very useful in churches. A lot of people are very receptive to these messages. They just don't realize this is how the parties align. Mm-hmm. We take that for granted because we tend to be more politically knowledgeable, but we forget that the average person may not be up to date on that, or they may not realize that the Democratic Party of today isn't what it was 40 years ago. So we have this comparison piece, right? The one sheet comparison of the uh, party uh, platforms, right? Yes. We quote right from those platforms. Uh, and again, people can see this at the uh, prolifeproducts.org. Uh, election section. So there's friends, there's this comparison piece of the party platform. And then there's the brochure um, about voting with a clear conscience, right? That yes. has like 10 different points. How do you vote with a clear conscience, brothers and sisters, that at the end of the day, you can say, you know, I voted according to principle, and I did everything I could for uh, the candidate. And that's a popular brochure, isn't it? It really is. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, well, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. Isn't that still evil? How can I do that with a clear conscience? Mm -hmm. But if, you, if you're if you looking at the lesser of two evils and that's who you end up voting for, aren't you still minimizing the damage done compared mm -hmm. to the more evil one? Right. You're not choosing evil. You're limiting evil. Correct. Yeah. And there's still good to be done from that. That's right. You say, if you don't vote, you could get the more terrible candidate. Mm -hmm. And then what have you accomplished? You could have made a difference and you didn't. That's the issue. The, the issue in politics is never about choosing the perfect, is it? Right. There's a, never be a candidate you agree with 100% no, on no. everything. You hardly, uh, even with you, you don't even agree with yourself 100% <laughs> of the time, right? How are we going to find a candidate? So, um, yeah, it's always an imperfect scenario. And that's, that's what a lot of people find that to be a stumbling block, but they shouldn't, though. That's simply the way. I mean, what choice. Remove it from the realm of politics for a minute. And what choices in our lives are tend to be perfect? I mean, I mean, if I'm evaluating three different jobs, right? All the jobs are going to have pros and cons. Pros and cons. And I have to weigh out which pros and cons are 
best for my situation. Or, 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 or three different restaurants to go to dinner uh, tonight. Three different things I could do on Saturday afternoon. <clears throat> it's never a choice between perfect and uh, uh, imperfect. There it's, is it's, no perfection it, it, on this earth. No, no. We're no. all broken men. We're all sinners. We all, all sin fall short of the glory of God. Exactly. It's exactly. just limiting what what evil we can and doing as much good as we can. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is great. You mentioned about the seminars. Uh, 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 we, we have those posted at uh, prolifevote.com. They can sign up yes. and they, we, they'll, they'll come on via Zoom with yes. us. That same red action alert box I mentioned, mm -hmm. if you sign up through there, you'll get the invitations for the meetings as well as the Zoom invites. The next meeting is Wednesday, mm -hmm. June 22nd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom, and it'll be Father Frank, myself, Janet Morana, and then all of you who are willing to show up. And we, we encourage you to bring family, bring friends. It's open to anybody and everybody. Yeah, join us, friends, and spread the word, because then we want to be able to equip you as we're in uh, we're in, in game time right now. The action is unfolding. The, the primaries are being held. People are paying more attention to voting right now. And, and let's make sure that we're getting everybody registered and join us for those seminars. That'll be great to have you on there as well as on these programs, of course, uh, as you join us here. So let's sum all this up with prayer. We wanna mention, of course, that we are praying for you and uh, uh, feel free to leave even as we have these final uh, moments of this program, your prayer intentions in the comments. We wanna know how we can pray for you and we'll keep you in prayer on an ongoing basis. But let us know what's going on with you. How can we pray for you? What needs do you have? And let's lift each other up and America itself now to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time of conversation. We thank you for all those who are running in the primaries. Uh, bless all these candidates uh, and their families and their teams. Bless all those who were elected uh, this past Tuesday. Bless all those running in the upcoming primaries uh, the rest of this season. Lord, we also ask you to bless the voters, bless the voters of the states that, whose primaries are coming up uh, in these next few weeks and enable them to be attentive, responsive, ready to uh, study and learn about the candidates and ready to not only vote, but to mobilize as many others to vote as possible. We sum up now all our prayers and intentions by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, Erin, thanks very much for being on the program. Erin Parfet, our political outreach associate here at Priests for Life. You can be in touch with her directly. Vote at priestsforlife.org is the email that will get you to her and sign up for those seminars, prolifevote.com. Friends, stay connected with me on social media as well at FR Frank Pavone and uh, with the Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. Spread the word about this program so that we can continue to expand our audience of patriots and Christians and friends of America. Thank you very much. We will talk to you soon.
This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.